0: In this episode of the Encouraged by Podcast, I'm joined by George O. Jansen. This was a great episode, man. George and I connected through social media. We have some mutual connections. Shout out to Hector Maduro and Greg of New School Rules in Rotterdam, Netherlands. George is actually originally from Suriname and grew up in Amsterdam, Netherlands. And we got connected from actually being discovered through my guy curtis richardson who is a previous guest on the podcast great songwriter producer and george and i just started to connect there man and, and once i got a chance to connect with him and learn more about him what i realized about george is that he really is passionate about black music black culture and it being understood all over the world and just bringing people together that really care about the culture man so during the episode we talked about his early childhood as a creative as well as when he decided to transition over to the executive side and him starting uh the gospel agency and black music university as well as being the chief music officer for black music appreciation month in europe Um, This was just a great episode. We're just enlightening people about the power of culture and what that's all about, man. So this is a great episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Take care. Hey guys, we'll go to another episode of the Encourage and Inspire Podcast. This is number this is episode number 83, and I'm joined by my good friend and colleague, George O'Jansen. How you doing, man? From from the Netherlands, originally the Netherlands. originally born in Suriname, and we're gonna get into all of that, man. But how you doing today, man? I'm doing fine, uh, Jerelle. And I I
1: for me it's an honor to be in your show and, and learn the people about uh uh, our music culture, our differences, even with black people all around, but still we have
0: beautiful cult- different cultures going on. That is wonderful, man. That's wonderful, man. I always, you know, we got connected. I think we got connected through just the Internet because I've been going to to um, Rotterdam for several, you know, for a few different times now. But I going to New School Rules, but I don't think we ever met at New School Rules. No,
1: we didn't. We didn't met
0: because we met afterwards and that was on the Internet. Absolutely. What, Can you believe it? So you never know how things come together because you know, Hank and Greg are, you know, are, are good friends of mine. They believe in me. Yeah. And I uh, and I'm just so thankful for them. But it's so cool to now build a new relationship with somebody like yourself. And, yeah. and I I believe in what you're doing. You know how we connected? It was because of with Curtis. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah, Curtis. Curtis registered yeah. with babby's University. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But um before i always like to ask this question man what's your earliest memories of music you know of of getting kind of getting connected with music yeah
1: so my early connected with music was like uh when i was like five years old and um uh back in the days you know a little boy you're listening to music your, your moms and dad your mom and dad are playing music but the fun part of it was that my mom was a DJ. She 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 was like always every week she was going to the music input store and buy music from the states and she loved soul music. So what happened is that when we went when we are submitted to go to sleep like go to sleep the big people were having a soul party downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> And every week, every Friday it was like every Friday, we were we were hearing music, and we were like every time we were wondering what's going on over downstairs. So one night I slept down with my little sister, went downstairs, went down the stairs, and started looking what's happening in the room. So we 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 peeped in and we saw the big people like shoveling and dancing smooth, and, and there was a soul party going on in the living room of my house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome, and I love uh, I love that. I always get so yeah. many interesting answers when I ask that question. So anybody with a musical background, I always like to ask that question because it's interesting to me. Um, but let me tell you something: music is something we cannot live without. It's impossible. No, it is impossible. We cannot it's live without. It. Yeah, it, we can't live without it. And that's why I just want to try to tell people that we need artists. I say artists are. The culture, especially in the Black community, artists are the cultural cultural reporters. Artists are the ones who tell the story to the people in the community what's really going on, and their struggles and what they've been through because they use the creators to be able to talk about that. That's why we have people that make film and you know make and tell stories about different things. I believe that artists are are essential to our everyday well being of the, the world we live in.
1: Yeah, it is. That's true, you know, and and um, that's why I talk about black music culture. You know, I don't only talk about black music; I also talk about the culture. And and there's a different culture over here in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. There's a different every country where black people live. That's a different country. Did you even knew that Quincy Jones studied his music career in Europe? He he went to France yes to learn about the music. You know, and Absolutely. that because culture. So he took this culture back to the states, and he created phenomenal music. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And that's the difference of culture because over here in the Netherlands, you know, we're still fighting. You know, I'm from Suriname, and and but we're still fighting that fight because Suriname was a was a colonial country of the Netherlands. You know, they owned that uh, that country, and 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 back in the days of slavery, people were brought from Africa to that part of country, and they brought also a different music culture, right and but you came back to the Netherlands, and that's how we are so super creative as black people also over here with music.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that's you know, black people, we are really, truly, truly the creators of pretty much every genre. You know, pretty much every every main genre that we know of that we people celebrate today was created by by black people. And that's why you, even in country music, even though it's it's not known for a lot of us to be in that, but that's a genre we started. That's a genre we created. You know, rock and roll with Chuck, Smith, we with Chuck Berry, we created a little Richard. People, you know, little so Richard. We, yeah, you know, these, these are things that we have created. You know, I consider James Brown to be rock and roll. You know, I mean, you know, a lot of what he did, especially performance wise, you know, what I mean, so so, so many things about our culture. Has connected and resonated with so many other genres of music that have been taken up by white people. Let's just call it is what it is. It is. Of, and I'm people over here
1: because they really don't know. I'm I'm giving lectures at the universities over here, mm. and they don't even have a clue that black music is the cornerstone of pop music today.
0: Absolutely, they don't know, right? They, they don't know.
1: A, but when I when I give lectures, they're like. Oh, we didn't know that. Oh, we didn't know that because over here in the Netherlands, they they like when they're talking about pop music, it's always a white rock band playing loud music, right. and I'm like, no, 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 no. You guys are got it. You got it wrong. Pop music stands for popular music. They yeah. don't know. They don't know. Right. And I'm, right. Popular music can be anything as it's long anything. as it's pop. Right. You know, that's pop music. And exactly. Most of the black music is over here in Europe. Is pop music. Right. You know? Some, some let, let me show you some proof, Like, what did they call Michael Jackson? King of Pop. pop. Yeah. What did they call Michael Turner? Uh he's Queen, 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 pop too. Queen, right, Queen, Queen of, of pop. Right. Over here. Right. So every, everywhere you go, Prince, all of those guys, right. they change the whole music culture. And that's why that's what I'm teaching over here in, in Europe in the Netherlands, because they don't have a clue
0: yeah and that's interesting, man, That that people don't know or just how they perceive things. I know we were talking off 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 the podcast about blackface and how that yeah is created. So kind of go into kind of a little bit detail like of how people kind of perceive blackface in your country. I mean, we we hear about it here in America, but it's, it's not that, something it's different how it's perceived here. you know what it's what ter-
1: terrible, it's disrespectful, it's terrible. And uh they're like making the faces black every year in in December, we are getting humili- uh, humiliated, immunated with this black face. and then right now uh, uh demonstration groups as we speak are are now demonstrating against blackface. and when we do that, we are getting attacked mm. by by white people. They say we are fucking up their culture we like <laughs> <"No, they're- laughs> You know that's that's way back slavery times. You want to yeah. remind us every year on that garbage thing that you're doing right now, right. thinking you're celebrating a holy fest, but it's not. It's right. it's it's a, it's a, it's a disgrace of humanity. And um, right, right. I like it? I never liked it. I don't like it. And uh, and right about now we're fighting it. We're fighting the fight to show the guys over here that it's it's a no go song. Don't don't even go there.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Interesting um talk to me about you know your you started talking about your creative side then we'll shift to the business side like you know i know you said you taught you talk, you started in, the, in a couple of bands and then uh yeah, yeah. hip-hop crew so, so so i was like you
1: know when i was like um let me see eight nine years old i start start drumming you know right. yeah favorite instrument Start making uh, music with the drums and then you know talk to my dad he's saving his money I took the attic transferred it to an isolated zone and started making music Then I was like when I was like 12 years I was like yeah I need to do something with with this gift so I start when I was 12 13 I start uh, organizing uh, my own shows in the neighborhood <laughs> start doing music shows and rehearsing with the bands uh, i was 13 years old and i started organizing my own shows black music shows you know and then uh when i became 14 15 40 50 i fell in love with break dance and hip hop you know right. and then i started dancing first and then afterwards i started rapping i was a freestyle rapper i had my i had my rap name they called me ninja mc because my lines were like <laughs> So, I love it. <laughs> and, and, and I went into a... And then we started a hip-hop rock band. We started a hip-hop rock band in 1984, if I'm correct. 84, yeah. No?
0: 40... What is it?
1: Yeah, 84.
0: 84. Well put it to like this. I wasn't even born, because I was born in 85. So I wasn't even... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I start. I started a rock... I We started a rock band. And, we, and the name of the band were the Moon Runners. So you still yeah. find some lights information online about the moon runners we were the first uh mixed hip-hop rock band touring i was fourteen years old touring the country doing shows with my boys and after that i totally fell in love with with
0: black music culture that is awesome man that is awesome so so you did that you went through school now did you go through school normally like did you knew you kind of wanted to be in music professionally or were you kind of pursuing something else and then came back to it yeah so I, I went to school and i wanted to do culture and entertainment but the
1: teachers over there I, you must imagine i was living in the time where discrimination was on a high level so okay. they were never upgrading you even if you have good reports they're never upgrading you they always wanted me to be on a on on a lower level of technical stuff i was interested i'm a technical person but yeah. they put me to learn technical stuff because then i could work go working in the factory and all that all mm. that stuff, okay. but back of my mind, I was always creative. I was always creative, but they didn't want to put me at a, at a school like that because my parents didn't have the money. Right. So I find my own way to to develop myself and to became to become a master in the thing that I love, and it's my DNA. It's black music, you know. Right, right. Love it. Yeah. Love that.
0: Love that. So you do that, and you so you what? So you did go to school, and then um you shifted to the business side in the in the mid to late 90s right so yeah how, yeah. I, yeah yeah so how that happened was like um
1: my wife she's native okay. uh she's, she's like the first they're like the first tribes from south america uh and they they also came to the Netherlands, you know it's a small small group of people Native people, beautiful people, and her cousin Tony Scott is his name. He was a he's a native too, and he was one of the first Dutch guys in the Netherlands back in in the eighties. Um, no, in the in the in the in the yeah, close to the nineties. Okay. So he 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 made a hit in the states. Uh, his song was called "Pick Up the Pieces," and he he made a hit. So, and then he called me. He said, "George, you're yeah." Uh, I need dancers, I need this. And I was doing break dance back in the days also. <laughs> so I hooked, I hooked up with him and we started a group, Tony Scott and the dancers. And then from that moment on, I start touring around the world with this guy. Mm. Uh, 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 and that's that's how I made a little bit of a shift. I saw more of the music industry. But then one day we went to the studio and um, me, Tony Scott, and this other guy, producer, fake. We were in the studio and then we wanted to eat something. And then when we drove away, we had a car accident and the car was totally broke down. Mm. So uh, nobody was hurt. Luckily, you know, nobody was hurt. But then we took a cab and we went back to the studio and we were like, oh, how are we going to do this? Because we need to do shows. We need to do recording. And this guy called. He called somebody. And I'm like, who are you calling? He said, I'm calling my publisher. I'm like, why do you call your publisher for a new car? And I'm like, and he was like, don't worry. And he called his car. He called uh, his publisher, his name started with a P, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and 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 the publisher said to him, "How much money do you need?" And he transferred like thirty thousand back euros. Was was not in. It was like a, a Dutch guild, They
0: call it. Oh, okay, <laughs> I didn't know that. So you got, at that time you were using the euro? In it, there. No,
1: no, that was the euro was not was not coming. That it was like there was like the, the the Dutch the Dutch current was was going on. Okay. Um, but but he, he transferred that money and i was like and that's where my eyes opened i was like yeah how how did you what right. what is the thing and i'm right. like and explaining me what it is and he started explaining to me how much money he's getting and i'm looking to my boy tony and i said we don't get that kind of money but we're writing music we're writing right. lyrics we're doing everything
0: so right
1: where my eyes opened and then i start studying more about the music pub- publishing and the businesses and everything and then in 2003 I graduated. I got my master's degree, international artist management. I got my master, and that's how I started going more in the music businesses and also learning that Black people is being kept back to develop in this music industry. Right. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I also have a degree in entertainment business from a school called cell University uh, here in the States. Uh, one of the top film, media, arts, and entertainment schools in the country. Nice. Um but I think that edu- I think that the education, especially understanding the business of music and how that works, because a lot of artists are chasing the industry, the 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 fame, I like to call it the glitter, right? But they yeah. don't necessarily understand how the business works, how the money flows down you know, in a creative space. Exactly. So I think that's where so many, and to me, education, this is why my brand is all about education because that's the missing link for 99% of the creators, especially today in the marketplace, is the missing link for people to be successful because this is an industry that's not regulated, meaning you don't have to have a license to go on the field and operate, right? If you want to be, if you're in the financial industry, you have to have a license to be. If you're a doctor, you have to be have a license. A, lo- a lawyer, you know, a real estate agent. These things Life. you have to. They have to know you're in the field and you have had the proper training to be able to um instruct people the proper way with the rules and regulations that are in place. We don't have that in entertainment. So <laughs> we have people who come into this business who, or industry who have really no educational background. And they just know that they were gifted and the talent, but they have no idea what's really going on with that. But the labels kind of like it like that because the less you know, the more you get taken advantage of, the more it works for them. That's, yeah. that's why
1: I like what, what JC did. He started this academy for music and sports business, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw that DJ also started started an academy.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. So I'm seeing Nice developments going over that
0: out there in the States. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think education, you know, and there's artists, look, there's artists out there who just want to be artists. They don't care about the business side, they mm-hmm. don't care about none of that, but but then you have people who actually care about the business side. I always say there's three parts. There's the music industry, there's the music business, and then there's the business of music. And yes. all three of those things are different, right? So the music industry is record labels, it's tastemakers, it's influencers, it's people in the industry. And essentially, if you're just chasing the industry, what you're asking for is for validation. You're saying yep. somebody to tell me if I'm good enough. Yeah, asking for permission. Say, Tell me yep. I'm good. Tell me that I belong. Right. Um, then the music business is just commerce. It's sales. It's finding people to, that like your product. You willing to sell the product to them, and they willing to pay you for it. And you solve a problem. That's your music business. And then the business of music, which is what you were talking about, with publishing, is intellectual property and copyrights. these things that, that nature that people don't really understand. And that's the intellectual property and copyrights. It's really when it comes down to that. Comes down to masters, masters, and and and. Uh, and, and copyrights, and understanding what that means. And that's the only real way to generate wealth in the music industry is through uh, publishing.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. And that's why I was like, that's why I started
0: also a university. Talk, uh, yeah, so talk about that. Talk about the uh, what you're doing at Black Music University, then we'll touch face into Black Music Appreciation Month and then the Gospel Agency, things like that you have going on. That's why I started I won't give it in a short. I
1: started Black Music University because you know the last 3 years I was looking like a, a lot of artists unknowing coming to into the industry and they wanted to work with me. I'm like no, you're not going to work with me if you don't have a ground license or education a little bit of 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 you know a, a cornerstone education. You you need that. Right. So Right, right, right. And I told them like, "Okay, listen, if you want to work with me, you can follow the university. And then and they did, you know, so I did three classes at the university. They all graduated. But now they know more about the music business. They know more about ownership. They more, they know how to set up a business, write a business plan and then find a team around it and yeah. then make it happen. You know, and that's why I was that's why that's that's why I was teaching them at the Black Music University for for 2024. I don't know if I'm going to start another class because I'm I'm really busy with um, with the Black Music Appreciation Month and uh just became chairman of another organization. So I'm like, okay, let me see if I can uh um delegate it to somebody else or find teachers and masters to do it so I can focus myself on the other organization. But that's Black Music University, and I'm looking for
0: teachers, and you're on you're on the role also. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that I love that. I love yeah. that because you know, I love that you care about our culture and people, and most importantly, teaching artists how to own and build their business. You know, yeah. I, I used to go, um, I'm not sure if I'm gonna go next year, but I used to go to a conference called MEDEM mm-hmm. in conference. Are you familiar with MEDEM? Yeah, MEDEM, I know it, yeah. 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 So I, I went to MEDEM in 2016, 2017, 2018, right? out mm-hmm. to my mentor, my, my mentor, Alan Johnston, who's been it's going to MEDEM since like the early nineties, right? So he's well respected. They call him the music specialist uh, here in the States. But he really got me connected globally. And that's, if when people who go to the MEDEM conference, that is a B2B event. That is, is. that is not an event that you go to get discovered. That's for people who want to build out their music business. Yeah, And it's a different mentality. You're going to MEDEM not to get a record deal. You're going to no. attempt to find partners and yeah. associates. And that's just a different mentality for people who are built for that. And unfortunately, there's not enough artists, especially in today's space, in today's ecosystem, that care enough about that stuff. You know, because we're we're, we're, we're moving away from the era of the one percenters. George, when, yeah. you, were com- when you were coming up, you had the one percent of artists. You had the top yeah. level apps. But yeah. because of the internet now, that's fragmented down. So now you don't have, it's no longer about being in the 1%. No. We're not, not going to see superstars like Beyonce and, no. and Jay-Z in this new generation coming up no. because no. of the way the internet's changed it. It's really now, instead yeah. of the 1%, can you get to the top 10%? But even that, you're, like, you're going to have the top 10% and then you're going to have everybody else. And so unfortunately, a lot of people... If you don't get to the top ten percent, look, there's some people here that only want to be on the top of the top level. They don't understand, though. There's a lot of things that have to go right in order for that to happen. You know, yeah, uh, they want
1: fast, also,
0: right? And I think even now, we the, the, the Grammys are voting. People, you know, pe- people are being nominated for Grammys. They're doing the time of this recording. We are in, you know, November. Today's November the the fifteenth. Uh, that we're recording this, and people. Or have the Grammys have announced the nominations? And and don't get me wrong, the Grammys are cool, but I don't think they should. Va- I don't think they validate your career. I don't. No. Think they, I don't think they validate your belonging. I think the people is what is what who's who validate you. If the people that say they care about what you are doing, that's the true validation. Because they, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right, man. So I feel you about that.
1: And uh um, uh. Yeah. The, the 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 way things are going so fast with internet development and all those stuff, you know, people the 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 people the 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 generation of this time they don't even want to educate about history. They don't no. care. They're like, as much as I reach so many followers and then Saddam I got the money. But then they then <sighs> they start seeing like, hey, I don't know Jack, I don't know nothing.
0: Right, they don't no. know. It. They really don't. They they don't care because I mean, nowadays, especially at the major labels, right? Attention is the currency. The more people you, that's what they see is viable. Because I was telling this to a, a friend of mine earlier that um, the reason why the record labels have to just they care about numbers so much is because they have to be able to go to their accounting department to say, before we cut a check to you for ten million dollars, we have to be able to justify this to the shareholders of why yeah. we're. The corporate game is different because yeah. they, have share, they, they have shareholders. They have people that, that they have to justify it's like stock. Like that's why you see what's going on with, with, with Disney and everything that's going on here is because when you have when you deal in the corporate space and you have shareholders who are technically owners of the company, you yeah. know. Technically, when you buy shares, you know, you own the company, they so have they're to be owners. able to, to justify why they're cutting a check for such and such artists. And the only way they can do that is when I say they have, the, by the number that they have, that equates to their buzz that they have. So it justifies yeah. why we can give you a deal. The people in the community, the people in the they don't care what your numbers are, really. You know, they don't care that you don't only have 10,000 oh. followers on Instagram or, they, or TikTok. They don't care. They <laughs> want free music. They want free music. <laughs> you know, they want, yeah, exactly. So I think when you're dealing in the corporate space of entertainment, uh it's just a different it's a different game the rules are different when you when you play in that corporate space yeah when you're in indi- the when you're independent when you're you know or or signed to because the difference between being being signed unsigned independent and then signed to a um oh. a, a, a indie label because there's some art to me. I guess the true term of independent is doing everything on your own. Yeah. Right? But that's individualism. I don't, I don't, I don't think
1: that's going to work for everybody because it is it, it is it. You're right. Still, still working collectively is the most precious thing to do. That's, A- that's me.
0: Absolutely. You need, yeah. you need, you need, and this goes for any injury. You eventually you need partners. Like, yeah, if if you want to scale whatever it is you're doing, eventually you need partners, not necessarily people you're, you're you're signing to, but people who are willing to do business with you. So I don't think anybody can just do everything by themselves. What you're doing with what you're doing with the um, Black Music Managers Network, everything you're doing, you you're, you're creating your table, but you also need partners partners to help you. Because it's not, yes. it's something that was going to require funding and that you can't, you know, you can't particularly get all the funding just by you being you. You have to facilitate and build partnerships that allow you to, yeah, to facilitate different opportunities. And that's why,
1: that's why you and me are setting the standards right now to show other black business people that we need to, we need to collaborate more. Mm-hmm. based on music culture we need we need we need to have these conversations more and talk about our cultures and our differences so we can learn from each other and and learn also how the business environment is going on in Europe and there and there and there so that's upcoming artists already right about now learn that if you want to be great in Europe you need to know this 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 if you want to be great in the states you need to be know this 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 and do
0: it collectively and share knowledge that's yeah. that's that's my that's why I'm setting up the absolutely, absolutely, and talk to me about what you're doing with Black Appreci- Black Appreciation Month, and then um, we want to talk about the Black Music manager and then end with the gospel agency. Yeah, so-, so Black Music Appreciation Month is really, really funny how
1: that started because I was I was hearing hearing about Black Music Appreciation Month in the states every year, starting from the first of June. Mm-hmm. You guys are celebrating black music in this month. Also, June, Juneteenth is being celebrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I start looking at, why is it not in Europe? Mm-hmm. Why is Europe not celebrating this? Mm-hmm. I start doing my research, and then a friend of mine, he, he, he gave me the, the links to the White House documentary. Mm-hmm. And I started And I started looking for public documents, you know, it's public documents. So don't people think that I start hacking the White House or something crazy like that? (laughs) It was like public documents. And I found a document that stands a proclamation, official signed by every sitting president. And this document is, is a proclamation that every year Black Music Appreciation Month will be celebrated through the country by media, by education, by events, by everything. And I was like, what? I wish we have a presidential proclamation over here in Europe. So what I did is I took that proclamation and I start building this same month in Europe. And this year, June, I launched the first edition of Black Music Appreciation Month Europe based on your USA proclamation. And it was amazing. We had an award show going on. We have ten countries that lined up and want to work with us. And I know from this day on, it's
0: only going to grow. It's I love. Grow. I love that man. I, I look forward to being a part of that because um, I, I plan on being at New School Rules 2024, and it just so happens that New School Rules is kind of it's that last weekend. in may going into the top of June, so hopefully I'll be able to stay of over first week Of course, June. Yeah, you know. Let yeah. me let me see what we can work out. We can on work that, it man. out. Right. If new School rules is going to be the last
1: week of May, then probably I can fix some stuff so you can stay a week longer,
0: and then be with me with the opening uh, in Europe. Yeah, I would love. I would love that. I would love that. Um, yeah, man. So talk to me about the gospel agency, man. And the gospel agency. What you do with the gospel agency? Because I, I really believe, George. That's one of the spaces, and we want to talk about. I want to also also talk about the Black Music Manager Network, the new organization. you're yeah. you're chairman of, but I think the gospel agency is so cool because it's giving artists who need platforms in Europe in other spaces the opportunity to get seen. So, talk to me about the black music. Talk to me about the gospel agency. This name, uh, this the name of the gospel agency. When I started
1: with this name, people were like, "Um, I don't think it's smart to use the word gospel in your music company," and I'm like, "Why not?" And they're like, no, nah, people are not gonna take you serious because you're working in the pop music area. So why are you gonna name your company the Gospel Agency? I was like, first of all, um, let me educate you. There were news reporters over here. They were like laughing me out and all this stuff. And I started telling them like, first of all, let me educate you. The family tree of pop music started in the States in 1900 with gospel music from the churches. From the churches on, the music came so popular that's how gospel music, uh, pop music was created. And then the news reporters over here like, oh, yeah, you're right. So I told them, like, the reason why I call my company the gospel agency is to have a conversation with you. How black music culture already started in the States, flew over to Europe, and you guys are now making money of that kind of genre. And they were like, oh, you're right oh, now we understand why you call your company the, the gospel I said, yeah, right, so I can have a conversation with you about me doing pop music and my company name is The Gospel, <laughs> and I love gospel music, I love gospel music it's in my heart, I love to do gospel events, I love it, and it shows me that the music that's coming from the churches is coming from the heart, right, you know right? It's coming from the heart, when those people sing you, you need to sit down and cry you know, right? right. And me, to to swing that over and make this music popular, like music from James Brown,
0: Rita Franklin, all that music, that's pop music for me. I love that man. So so how does how do you go about finding people that want to be a part? Because I, I mean, I have a couple artists, one in particular, my my buddy Charles Anthony, uh, in the here in the states. You know, yeah. How do you how do you go about selecting artists to be a part of the gospel page? Because I'm assuming they just can't get there you have to like you know yeah. you don't just take anybody in, you know no, i don't anybody so you have to understand
1: that when i'm start working with artists the thing that i teach him is ownership okay. you need to have ownership because if you don't have that ownership they're not able to pay me and you for the work what we are doing for them right so they they need to learn about ownership so when i when i work with them even if you're from another country Let's mm-hmm. let's 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 take this 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 lady Bianca Aristida. Yep, she's
0: yeah yeah she yep yeah. mm-hmm. she,
1: she, she's like she she like I sat down with her and I told and I told her about ownership and she loves black music culture
0: she loves absolutely yeah because so she 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 she's my client as well so I'm very familiar with see, her. Yeah. yeah yeah and she's she's a white girl she's a white girl yeah and she has a great voice
1: but right. the thing that I from Bianca Aristida is she has ownership she right has ownership. You know, she 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 controls a little bit of money what she have. She controls it. She invests it, and she and she does what she's doing. And that's why I'm teaching other artists also. Like, right. make sure you have ownership. Then on the long term, you make your money. You invest, even if you have to do a job next to it. It doesn't matter. But learn exactly. about ownership. And if an artist is coming to me and be like, "You're gonna do all the work, and I'm gonna
0: do it in the studio," I'm like, "No, can't help. Can't help you. Yeah, yeah <laughs> can't yeah, help." Yeah. Yeah, nope. yeah, exactly. No, I think that's yeah. important because people got to realize, like, you have to have some skin in the game. Like, you can't, like, you if you're just expecting somebody else to do all the work for you, and then you want to blame them when it doesn't go the way you want to go, then how's that fair? And you, and you don't even pay them, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, talk to me. So, you don't have to give you know all all the secrets, but like, how how does that process work? So, if I wanted to bring an artist to do you have like different tiers of how that works or how, yeah. the role you when play I, with that? Yeah, what I do is like if you bring an artist, uh,
1: if if you have an artist and the artist needs to be, start a career growing in Europe, I'm going to make sure that that you are the, the head spoke person of the artist. So the artist have, needs to have a head spoke person, like a manager or something like that. Yeah. And then, that part on, I start building a European team around the management and the artist. Gotcha. Okay. And when the, yeah and when the team is set then the manager know how to contact uh, how, how to contact people and then you can start building a european career start building the fan base but then i know that you have people around you because for me to start building and having contact with the artist continuously it's not going to work because i'm i'm an infrastructure worker right you know i build infrastructure i build teams so for me it's better to build a team around the artist and then and then work with the manager and then upgrade the manager, support the manager, because if you support the manager, then it's gonna go well with the artist also. Absolutely because if the manager have support, he cannot do the work for, for the artist. If I if I don't do that and I start supporting the artist only, then all my energy will go to the artist. And then mm. when the artist have his bad days, he will yeah. say like very I'm much done. Said- I'm done. Right. Yeah. But with the manager, I can build a platform. I can build more artists because uh, if the first artist is going well, we can introduce another artist and then both artists can uh, lift off the career of that network of the manager. And that's how I work with the gospel agency.
0: I love that. I think that's the best way to go about it, man. I think that's the best way to go because one, you know, you, you be, artists are very emotional, so it's hard to talk business a lot of times. With artists who will get emotional. worse. the manager, you can just have frank conversations, yeah, and, and then let the manager deal with how to how to how to how to facilitate that to to, to the artist. You know, yeah. Even in my case, because I serve as a consultant, so. In a situation like that, because I said I have an artist that I definitely want to hopefully be able to work with you with with the gospel agency. But I'm always gonna yeah. serve as the consultant. But in terms of in that in that result, being the quote unquote manager, the point person, that way, you know, you and I obviously already have a relationship, but we can have different conversations between us. Yeah, that go back to the artist and talk have to talk to them a little bit differently, but you don't have to worry, you can give it to me straight. Yeah, yeah. And not having to be like, oh well, me I can't say because with artists, if you say it a certain way, then they get sensitive about it. And then it, makes, it just makes the business tougher.
1: Yeah. And if you say, like, you have an artist that you want to introduce with me, I'm really open to, if the artist is open too, that we use that, that as an example uh, uh, to other artists so they can follow the growth of his artist and the way he's going through and the things that we are going through. You know, that would be that would be a nice project if you say, like, okay, I have artists artist for you. And then I said, okay, let me practice what I preach and let me show uh, his followers what you and I are doing actually behind the scenes so other artists also uh, get more respect for what we're doing
0: behind the scenes. One, wonderful, wonderful. Give me one second. One second. Yeah. Yeah, so... um yeah, but I think that's a, I think that's a great way to kind of because it it just makes it much, much easier to um to navigate. Hey guys, everybody we had a couple of technical difficulties, but we're back. <laughs> uh but what I was saying before was um I love the way how you have that structure because it allows you just to be able to work much much easier, and create opportunities because you are, you have the relationships there, that is needed for somebody like me, who has the artists but needs the relationships that I need through you to be able to give them and create platforms, yeah, for what they need to to be yeah. able to build a, a fan base in Europe, you know, I love that man. So sure. um, talk to me about the 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 newest the newest. Then you're chairman of the Black Music Managers Network. You know Am I mean? saying that yeah. right? So talk that's to me that. about talk to me about that. I know you're excited that, about that. I'm
1: very excited because that's the last puzzle puzzle of the blueprint that, that God gave me this blueprint, really, really. And this is the last puzzle of the blueprint because the reason why is um uh back in the days I was like also touring in the team of Afrojack, you know, dance music, DJs, and I met a lot of people. So we also went to a lot of countries. And when I was in the States, when I was talking about people in the States about black community in the Netherlands, they were like, do black people live over there? They were like, okay, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, what is it? Is right. it an island? But What is it, you know? Right, right, right. Like, not, not big, but the Netherlands is, is, is listed as one of the richest country in, in Europe. So I'm like, okay. So every time I had the same conversation, <clears throat> So what happened is that as soon as one of my brothers were trying to make contact in Europe, they're always getting in contact with a white dude. This white dude is taking the assignment, taking all their money and then hire us for a nickel to do the job. What my black brother is assignment to do over here. And I'm like, it's not going to happen anymore. Right. I'm like I'm going to start a network, black music managers network. So let my brothers overseas have a place where they can come to when they're in Europe or in Amsterdam and meet other people from the black culture and show them the places around where they need to go where where they need to be who they can do business with who has ownership who has not I want to show them around so they can so we can create a community of uh black people businesses black people ownership and black people management because in the 25 years 20 35 years I'm working over here in the Netherlands when I started back uh, in 1999 till now nobody owns nothing over here all white guys are in position they're making the rules they're making the policies and I'm like and they're using my culture to make money and I don't even own, own nothing that needs to change Right. so I started music management uh, uh, a network to bring more uh, managers together more artists together, more people who like working in the Black culture, even if you're white or yellow, I don't mind. If you're working in the Black music culture, I yeah. want to connect you to show you who the culture owners are. And that's why we started this
0: network. Man, uh, I love that. And I'm so glad to be a part of that, be able to assist in any way I can. Because like I honorable said- member, Dural <laughs> Honorable Hey, I love it, man. I love, like I said, man, Europe is a special place to me. I love to go there when I travel. Things are smaller over there. You know, I'm a big guy. So, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean you know, everything is tiny in Europe. <laughs> Europe everything, you know, it, it, yeah. it is.
1: Everything yeah. is tiny. I even want to go more tinier by more tiny cars and tiny houses. Yeah. I noticed that, you know,
0: yeah, because even with me, like, having a disability and, and go, like, you know, like, the cars are smaller, like, and, but I will say this. I mean, the food is healthy over there. And the we food? All, yeah, yeah, the food is healthy over there because you guys really believe in portion control. We don't yeah. over here. No, no, no. <laughs> so food,
1: like, a lot of, yeah. a lot of festivals uh, is going in, and luckily, luckily, uh, 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 drive through food is not... it's not cheaper than healthy food over here and not in all places because right about here, you can go to the farmer and buy directly from the farmer also. Yeah. But healthy food is really a thing going on over here. Vegetarians, healthy food, good food is really a thing. And also from my culture, we love to cook fresh, you know, right, right. Whole food, you know, absolutely. Go get to the market, get your vegetables and cook. I always cook every day. I cook, Sometimes my wife my wife is asking me do I need to cook for you I'm like no let me cook for you I like cooking
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that man because it, you know <laughs> he's,
1: it, a good it, cook. It, he's a good cook she can she can cook delicious but I love to cook it's my it's for me it's it's something that I I'm getting a piece. I know what I'm making absolutely
0: yeah. absolutely man because I think here normally when an artist goes on the road here in the states, and you're traveling, and you're in a van, like you talked about, how you are in the road, and you're yeah. eating bad. A lot of times, you're eating bad, or you're staying in, a, you know, you're staying in hotels. Look, yeah. this is yeah. not a this is not a glamorous life. I think people yeah. think being an artist, being on the road, is fun, and it's cool, but it's not glamorous. You're not staying in five six five star hotels every time you you stay in what's most cost effective and if the budget is not big they're putting your ass in a holiday inn and you better figure that out <laughs> See, and, you know? and let me let me give you a story do you know
1: this uh, dj called David getta you know him yeah, uh-huh. David, yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, uh uh yeah uh so every year uh we have over here in amsterdam the amsterdam dance event yeah so so when i was uh, working with uh my boys doing all the dance dj's uh, this guy Afrojack, he hired a studio and he let everybody flew over from Acon to whatever mm-hmm. flew up the studio. And one day, uh, David Guetta was there also. And then he told me, he said, "George, do you know where I can get good food?" And I'm like, "Okay, okay. What what this guy like?" He said, "I like vegetables." Okay. But this was going on for two three days. Every day was asking me like fresh food, fresh food. So what we did is, what I did, I said, "You know what I'm gonna do?" So I did a lot of groceries. Mm-hmm. And we had a kitchen in the studio, and I started cooking for all the DJs, all the producers. I started cooking fresh food. They loved it. I bet they you, were yeah. because they saw it was cooked fresh, you know. Absolutely. And yeah. From that day on, I I started cooking for those guys. It was not my job, but I started cooking for those guys just to show them, like you know, you're
0: working hard, doing overtime in the studio, you need yeah. to
1: eat good, food. and Absolutely. that's why sure good
0: food. Absolutely, man. Because I just think you know, again, people don't look at as entertainment is a real job a lot of people think about entertainment as something you just kind of do for fun but this is people's careers but you've dedicated you've dedicated the last 25 years of your life to this industry you know what I'm saying so for you this is what you do you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's it's serious business what you're yeah. doing this is serious stuff you know this it's is this is serious this is serious business and i respect that man and i respect you i'm so glad to to have the opportunity to build with you and go into 2024, I'm so excited to continue what we're building, and I definitely have some artists who I want to uh, bridge the gap with. Starting Looking through go- starting through the gospel agency and working you when know, i working past that, because I think that's the best place to start. Ideally, you know, something at the ground foundational level to start people at, taking so people who don't have a base yet, and then kind of work it, kind of work from that. Yeah. But I'm excited about. Doing that, man. I'm just excited to have you as a guest, man. Thank you so much for Thank you. for being here, man. And and how yeah. can people how can people get connected with you online, man? How can people get connected? best? The
1: best thing is 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 right about now. The best thing is um is um we're we're like working out the the Black Music Managers Network. We're working on social media, and as soon as we got everything in order, I will let you know how they can contact me because we're really gonna be focused on uh, on the network. Because uh, people need to know what you and me, we're going to do. And also the other managers from the States, I need to connect everybody. So I'm going to start organizing international networking dates, trainings, and everything. Uh, wonderful. Uh, podcasts, podcasts, Zoom interviews, Zoom meetings, and all for the network. Back in the days, they had this platform called Black Pan- Planet. Yep. You, know, you know that?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I'm missing that part based on the music business industry gotcha love it yeah L- love it man love it guys now this has been another great episode of the Encouraged power podcast and my great guest George Johnsonnsen my new friend and colleague and this again this is what we do here at the Encouraged power podcast we teach we share knowledge about the music industry and we talk about life and all of that encompasses because we want to make a difference my brand is all about making a difference and and sharing information that can help and um appreciate you being on my platform man. Thank you very much. And to
1: all the listeners, I'm going to see you more often. And Darrell is going to be more often in Europe if it's going to be online, live. He's, his face is going to be shown over here. <laughs> so he's going to be your connection to Europe. So follow him. Keep in track with him. Uh, let him know what's going on in the industry so we can help you out and work
0: together as a collective. Signing uh, out. Awesome, guys. Take care. The, and it's your host, Darrell Pierre. I'm out here. Peace. Peace.